what's up everybody and on this episode of the arts effect podcast we're getting ready to bust a move y'all that's right we are about to talk all things drill team and dance with our dynamic drill team directors we're going to talk about the friday night lights experience we're going to talk about what it takes to actually be on a high school drill team we hope you enjoy check it out All right, what's up, everybody? And welcome to this episode of the Arts Effect Podcast. My name is Ray LeVan. I am the very proud director of fine arts here at Goose Creek CISD. And we have a great episode here for you guys today. We are having a conversation with our dynamic drill team directors. We're talking about all things dance. And uh, let's go around the room and introduce ourselves, guys. I'm Alice Henriksen. I'm at Lee High School. I am Lori Alexander. I'm at Sterling High School. I am Lottie Sokoy Cantu, and I'm at Goose Creek Memorial High School. And I'm Mari Sokoy Yepes at Goose Creek Memorial High School. Now, just for the record, you're not hearing double. That's not one person introducing themselves twice. Our drill team directors at GCM are twins. They are twins. So it's so nice they had to do it twice. So that's why we have twin co-directors at GCM. Co-directors, right, ladies? Okay, got it. Got it. That's that's a big deal. So let's get started. We can go ahead and get into it. So we're kind of in a Friday Night Lights series. So we're talking about how each group contributes to that Friday Night Lights experience. Because, again, we have people listening all around the nation and hopefully all over the world. But... Football in Texas is a very, 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 very big deal. It's almost like a religion. So with Friday Night Lights, it's a very, very big thing. And uh, we've talked to some other groups, but now we want to talk specifically about the drill team. Not the dance team, but the drill team, because that's what we have here in Texas. So in you guys' opinion, whoever wants to start first, how does the drill team add to that Friday Night Lights experience? I'll go first. Um, Be a leader. Yes. Be a leader. Um, I will say that um, at Lee High School, um, school spirit school spirit is what it's all about. And so um, when my program came in after the Lee Brigadiers, which was a big, long tradition at Lee High School, we had very big shoes to fill. And so when the celebrities were started, um, we wanted to try to elevate what the Brigadiers already started and try to build upon that in the drill team world. So, you know, I always tell the girls, not only are we entertaining in the stands, we're entertaining on the football field, we're cheering for the football team, we're cheering with the cheerleaders, we're going along with the band. It's like an all-encompassing, like, experience of school spirit and just camaraderie amongst all of the groups. Awesome. We just tell the girls they're performing for four hours from the moment they walk in the gate till the moment they leave. They've got to be on. So whether we're performing in the stands, on the sidelines, or on the halftime field in the center of 50, um, we're just excited to see the girls get to perform and, like Alice said, bring that spirit and an extra level of entertainment to the show. Because that's a great point that you brought on. Like a lot of people don't understand. I had a mentor of mine once call it the left foot rule, mm-hmm. meaning like once your left foot hits the concrete, like you have mm-hmm. to be on. Yes. Sir. And people don't think about that. And that applies to all the groups. But I mean, I know we're talking about drill teams specifically because those girls, the second they get off the bus, second they get, they get out the car, those smiles got to be beaming. Everything's got to be like completely in place. And people don't realize that's a lot of pressure, by the way, to be completely switched on for that amount of time. I mean, that 
that's an amazing feat to see. Yes, we always tell them somebody's watching them, whether it's alumni, whether it's family and friends, whether it's little girls that want to be in their boots someday. Like, there are always eyes upon you. So always make sure that you are performing and showing that sterling spirit. That is very true. Yes, I feel like um, for us, uh, because we actually have, um, we experienced that when we were younger, we try and give that experience to our team that, like, just like what Lori said, no matter what you're doing, someone's always watching. And I think it's a great Friday night, like, experience brings everybody together, just like what Alice said, uh, football, band, uh, cheerleaders, we're all inclusive as a family and show our school pride. And it's just a, an amazing feeling to step out on that field and show our routines and all the hard work that we've done day in and day out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I want to kind of go back to something Alice said, because that'll bring us in the direction that we wanted to go next is because the celebrities weren't always in existence. There was something called the Brigadiers first. And Drill Team has evolved a lot over the years because my through my limited understanding, I, I don't profess to have a great. These ladies do a wonderful job of educating me. You can't see, but they're laughing at me because because <laughs> I'm always asking questions to try and learn. I get proud of myself when I use a term well, correctly. History lesson. <laughs> I, that, that's what we're going. To, I'm glad that you said that because here on the Arts Effect podcast, that's what we want to do. We want to yes. give a little bit of history. So like especially for those people that have been around for a while, they've seen drill teams, quote unquote, and you get the ones that were from sideline to sideline. There's like 150 girls in the drill mm -hmm. team or some ex exorbitant number. And that's just not what it's evolved into because correct me if I'm wrong, back when drill team first started, they were like, drum and like flag cores right there was there was a set of girls playing drums and they were actually marching they were like another marching auxiliary unit and Correct. then another group not quite like color guard in the band but smaller flags and they did routines to that am, am i wrong about that like whereabouts no, are we in the history look at the, man man i did a little homework for the arts effect podcast <laughs> Yes, it's Gussie Nell Davis actually is the founding mother of Drill Team, and she actually started the very first Drill Team in Kilgore at the college there in 1940, I believe. Nice. And she actually was hired from being the Drill Team director at Greenville High School up in Dallas, and they wanted to have something to keep the people in the seats at the games at Kilgore College and so they actually hired her to come in and um, keep people in their seats now obviously it looked a little bit different back then the skirts were a little longer the costumes were a little bit more conservative but of course it's always it's evolving as the dance styles have changed that yes it did start with a lot more props and big props are still like a really big thing at some of those traditional drill team programs like Kilgore, like Tyler, they have these huge props and stuff. And now it's evolved right. into obviously as dance has evolved into something a little bit bigger. So, cause I would think this is just my thoughts. It seems like it was more March heavy with a little bit of dance. And, and now it's very dance heavy with a very little bit of marching. I think that's how the evolution have Correct. Have that precision. I mean, precision even back whenever we first started celebs, I remember like people did a lot more kick, military, palm, and now it's evolving into like palms look very different. And, you know, military, I don't even see necessarily military style routines even being done on the football field as much as they used to because people want something a little bit more high energy, something a little bit more like crowd appealing. Um, even with the style of music that's different so that the bands are playing. 
Okay, so. so that's a great point we can dive into. So you said three different styles, kick, military, and palm. Like I think almost any layman can figure out what kick is. <laughs> um, I mean, especially for the people that know anything about the Rockettes or anything or it's just common yes. sense, you know, you, you, you see the, those kick lines. Everybody kind of gets that. So military and palm, for, for our listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, can somebody start to kind of break that down? Like what's, the diff- what's a palm routine? What's a military routine? So military is going to be more where you do more arm movement and it's heavy on precision. I mean, all routines, precision is on point for everything. Sure, but sure. The military is more visual in the arm movement and obviously your formations and whatnot. For palm, you're going to have your palms in your hand and it's a little bit more high, high energy, a, a peppy song, maybe something catchy um, that someone has played before and now the band's playing. Um, so it's going to be a lot more high energy contagions and different parts and all that encompassing. Lots of visuals. Anytime you add a prop into a routine, whether it's a palm, whether it's a streamer, whether it's a fan, um, a disc, any sorts of things, they you're looking at the visuals that you're creating on the field. So you're using your body and your prop to create those visuals, to create those dynamic moments that make the crowd go, wow, and stand up and cheer and clap for the girls. We've also seen a lot of evolution from those military styles. And even with the palm, it used to be very military based. Now it's much more jazz based, much more technique based, which again is following the model that the studio is. Drill team is very different than studio dance, but it's really, really starting to incorporate a lot of the technical base that's now being taught in the studio is studio dance has evolved. So is drill team dance. And we're continuing to match that and see that. So a lot more styles. Now you're seeing jazz is on the field. You're seeing much more technical elements, which raises the level of ability that's expected for these girls. So, okay. As the non-dance expert in the room here, here's kind of what I'm hearing and I'm doing this for the benefit of you guys listeners. So I just want you to know. So if I embarrass myself, this is for you. Shout out to you. (laughs) So, a palm routine, for example, you're just you're dance you're doing basically the same dances, but you have palms in your hand, mm-hmm. Correct. right? So, palm military or anything that involves props, well, not anything that involves props. Let me not get ahead of myself, but mm-hmm. let, let's stick with palm for a second. It's almost like a difference between regular gymnastics and rhythmic gymnastics, right? You're still doing ish, ish. Sort of, kind of, no. no, no. You see, listeners, what I did? You see no. what I did? So, but this is a common way, like I'm trying to process it and trying to understand it. And I think some listeners might not get that. So, so help educate me. This is, this is live and in person, guys. Well, you guys. can basically like, I mean, I've done this before, especially during the year of COVID. Like we couldn't do as much as what we wanted to do. So like we had like one routine that we like did a lot. One week we put palms in their hands. Another week they did it without palms. Another week they did it with streamers. And you can, I mean, really, you can. It's all interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like talking about military, I think, you know, you could take a military routine and put palms in their hand, and all of a sudden it becomes a palm routine. And so a Got lot it. of what we have to do is adapt, like what we have. I mean, especially with like your budget or things like that. You're like, okay, well, I really want to make this routine and stretch it out. Like, what can I do to stretch it out and make it like look really good? Like, okay, I'll put some streamers in it and they just have to rock it out with streamers and, and stuff like that. So I think besides kick, I mean, most of those styles can be very interchangeable, like with each other. So. Right. I would imagine that maybe a person that doesn't necessarily know what they're looking at or, or, or a term that we've heard lately on the arts effect podcast is the popcorn eater. Mm-hmm. Just, just the general person going to a football game. That's not a dance person or doesn't have any dance expertise. 
probably won't know the difference between a military and a and a palm or or a this. And that's or why that. football season is so super like is fun for that reason is because I mean we could go out there all day long and do all kinds of advanced skills and tricks and the minute you do a split or a, a ripple they're freaking yes. out and like right. ah, yelling because from the popcorn eater they're they don't know all they know is what looks like what looks visually appealing so we could be out there doing something very very advanced and the next thing you know we do a split and the whole crowd goes crazy and it's like okay we do the splits every day in practice but okay it's really easy to take in that's easy to take in to absorb that as something like and from an entertainment value i mean you have to do the things that are highly technical that pushes the girls and pushes Mm -hmm. the team and helps them to become better dancers and also do the things that everybody can easily understand as well and interweave that in and out. So you have a, I would think that would make what a quality routine is. Yeah. is yeah. Oh, you link those palms together and do that big yeah. wave ripple. <laughs> People think, yeah. go crazy and we you're went, like, okay, yeah. that's okay, our big so, hoop ripple wave oh, went viral ripple. a few years ago. So are you yeah. guys giving away all of your secrets right now on no, the Arts no, Effect no, Podcast? Because no. we, we don't want to give away the trade secrets on no. the Arts Effect Podcast. That is, a, that is a known thing. It's about creating those wow moments on the field. It's about finding a prop, finding a visual that we can create that makes the crowd go wow. It makes them put down their phone, put up the program, stop eating what they're doing, stop talking to their neighbor, and take a moment to watch us on the field too. And finding those moments that they're wow and they're talking about it. And then they come back to school asking about that. How did you do it? Are you doing that again next week? We want to see it again. Routines that create memorable moments, memorable visuals. Well, while we're on routines, that's a good segue into our next section. Um, So... Every single one of our drill teams is extremely high quality and they have their own flair. They have their own way of doing things. So let's talk about a little bit about some of the routines that you guys are doing this year that we could maybe expect. You know, you don't have to go extremely deep into the details, but just a just kind of a flyby like what we could expect at halftime this year. All right. So we're doing uh, currently we're doing our palm and then uh, we have our streamer that's going to be happening. And then we have our kick routine. And that with a jazz uh, jazz mix into it, and then um, our we have our prop routine that's going to be encompassing a chair routine. Oh, oh, a chair routine. Okay, so guys, they're going to be dancing on chairs and utilizing yes. chairs. This isn't Jumping. like WWE. They're not going to pick them up and <laughs> yeah. smack Leaping anybody the with chair. the chairs. Yes. Hopefully not, but but, it, but yeah. it'll be pretty good. So what about so that was GCM? What about Sterling? Sterling, we did the chair last year, um, and it was huge hit. So y'all are going to have fun with it. Your crowd's going to love it. Um, right now, we're doing a six foot ladder routine. So that's our big prop for the year. Um, girls are jumping off of it, getting pushed off of it. It's super visual, super cool um and then we've got a kick coming up a streamer jazz coming up and a palm routine that we'll finish our season with awesome awesome well last but certainly not least what do we got going on at lehigh well, we school we did the ladder routine last year so <laughs> are you guys we just sharing all of these is, is, is this yes. a rotation we is that what we're doing we share with each other yeah um we actually are doing our palm routine right now and then after that we actually are performing um with our dance clinic participants so i guess you can count that as a performance since we have our clinic this saturday Nice, and nice. Um, the participants get to dance with us at halftime at the Laporte game. And then after that, we'll go into our kick and then our streamer. By the way, everybody in the room does a dance clinic Correct. just just for the yes. benefit of the listener. And it includes what ages, ladies? Ours is from four to 14. Okay. Ours is four to 
eighth yeah. grade. We so do whatever that is. Pre-K through eighth grade. Yeah. So right. any three, four year olds, three if they're potty trained and are okay mm-hmm. being away from mom. Otherwise we start at four. Um, yeah. And then up through eighth graders. And it's really just giving them that experience of seeing what it's like to be a star, celebrity, a dazzler. Because we hope one day they'll want to be. And I have to just say as a as a consumer of that, the cuteness is on overload. <laughs> yeah. It is yes. on complete overload to see especially see the babies outside having a grand old time dancing with everybody and that wow factor of because the girls work with them throughout the whole thing but they don't see them in the uniform probably until the day of and everybody's so wide-eyed like wow i want to do that one day that's so cool Mm -hmm. so it's it's a really great experience because part of what we do in the fine arts is we recruit so much uh for everyone uh every group has their own way of recruiting but the students are the best recruiters absolutely right any none of us none of us adults in this room right now are nearly as cool (laughs) as as one of the the students that yeah one of the girls in the hats and boots it's like oh my god i have to and it's fun whenever you you have kids like i have girls in my like regular dance classes and even on my team that were like i i went to the dance clinic whenever i went such pictures. and such age mm-hmm. and so it's fun because maybe that was the moment that they realized like oh well, that's something I really want to do and so it, it's it's cool I also think it's neat for like as a parent or a grandparent to be able to see um a, you know their their student at a young age be interested and I think it's neat to have them out on the field and be able to see maybe the first initiation of you know what am I interested in and maybe this is something I'm going to continue on throughout my schooling. So I think that's really cool for not only the clinic participant, but also for the family to view that in in their child's eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is a different experience than doing studio, yes. right? Yes. A lot of, uh, I think a lot of people make the misconception that because my child goes to studio and is good in studio, that means they can participate in drill team. And drill team, just to be very clear, is its own thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and Arts Effect, we're going to be back with with these ladies again in the spring whenever we're doing the spring competition season. And that's a completely different animal. But right now, drill team in and of itself, those hats and boots, that is a very serious thing that is all on its own. It's not something that's really comparable to anything. Because speaking of which, like, I think just like a lot of our groups, a lot of people really don't understand just how hard these young ladies work oh, and, and young men as well. A lot of people don't understand just how hard they work and just how much it takes, the physical conditioning, the mental toughness, practice schedules, all of that good stuff. I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's very, For very sure. hard. Um, I mean, ladies, just talk to us a little bit about, you know, what it entails. What's it really like to the type of commitment that's required of these uh, young ladies and gentlemen that, that decide to participate in drill team. I mean, I know like for like just the way like schools are now with them offering like dual credit and these AP courses and these things, and these kids are taking these much more higher level type classes that they have to then balance out their schedules to be able to do. I mean, some of these kids are going to graduate with associates degrees at the end of their four years of high school. And, and so imagining having that on top of, I mean, all of us have 6.45 a.m. practice, so that means they get out of school and they're going to have 
to either some of them have jobs and they have to yeah. go straight to their job and then they have to try to do all this this work their school work and then get up the next morning and try to like do it so I mean, we're really teaching them a lesson in balance right now. And some kids, it takes a little bit of time for them to learn how to balance this out and make sure that they can be successful at all aspects, not just the schoolwork, but also the commitment level that we're expecting, plus, you know, whatever their commitment level is to their home life, if they're working or they have sibling responsibilities and things like that. So I know that's a little bit, I mean, a little bit of a different angle there, but no, but that's absolutely right. It's. Because this teaches a is, lot. Yeah, I mean, it's a vehicle to teach life lessons. Exactly. It is absolutely That's a vehicle to teach say. life lessons. I mean, all groups have this. Yeah. But I mean, when you think about waking up at six, you have to be there at six forty-five. Oh, you you're not oh, waking. You're starting That's at six, not waking up at six forty. You know, I want you to hear how hardcore these ladies at 6:45. are. They're there at six thirty. We're walking out and hitting hitting the field at six. And we choose to practice mornings before school in our organizations. A lot of of our kids like commitment things that they outside and facilities being able to get spaces and use. So it just works out best for school. We go Mm -hmm. in the morning. And I know for as far as because we did all ask our kids what what benefits you because ultimately we want as many students to participate in our program um, and we want them to you know, work with their schedule. So I know they prefer mornings, actually. Absolutely. They, they yeah. feel they ready to it. go. They're super focused. They don't have to worry about whatever happened, you know, during the school day. They're ready to go. No distractions. And then, and then as soon as school's over, then they know that's either their time to work on their work, if they have a job, or if they have other responsibilities, if they're in studio, they get to still do those things and partake in those things. So we're not taking away. We're able to work with them and be able to make them be successful. Because I know a lot of our kids, just I'm sure as y'all, they take those upper level courses Mm and we know what that feels like being a student too so we don't ever want someone to not be able to take something um and have to give up something because we want them to have all the experiences they can through their high school career absolutely and i mean the morning practice allows things to be a little bit more structured it's got to end at a certain time oh yeah (laughs) so so we can get ready for school and we can get along with our day and plus the reality of it is not every kid is afforded the opportunity just to go home and work on homework. Yeah, a lot. A lot of students have to have a job because they are contributing to uh, the, the the upkeep of the home. Like like yes. what they make contributes to bills at home and 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 trying to maintain a a, a good lifestyle or or, or con- one that's conducive to them for their yeah. success for their success. So you you don't want to have to choose between, okay, I can be a drill team or I can or yeah. I can have a job because a lot of those kids, you know, they work the four to 10 or that five to 10 shift or something like that. It allows them to do that. Now it they're going to be tired. Both. Yeah. You know, oh, shout out to being 15 or 16 and all the, all the <laughs> energy that you might have to be able to yeah. do all of that, to be that type of machine. But I mean, it allows them to still have those opportunities to be successful. And, uh, I was going to say, that's one of the things about our program is that we are a year-round program. So a lot of sports, a lot of organizations, for example, volleyball, their season is in the fall. Baseball is in the spring. No, drill team goes all year. We have three seasons, football season, contest season, and then our spring show season. We might get off the last, like, two weeks of school. Two weeks of school. But they start. (laughs) We come back before anybody else, before teachers, anybody, and we're in August in camp, and we're rolling, doing basically what's equivalent to two-a-days, eight to fives, just like the athletics do. So we're doing two-a-days all day. Then they are practicing year-round. They have 10 football games, more if we make playoffs. Let's go, Goose Creek, right? right. Um, And then... 
But so we're games. And as soon as we are finishing games, we're in contest season. Contest season is usually February-ish. And so we're prepping for those, learning multiple routines. They compete at least three routines. Officers compete another three routines on top of that. We'll do ensembles, solos, duets, all sorts of things. And as soon as we finish that, they're into tryout season and show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we are, and with show, lots we're- Lots of overlapping too. Lots of overlapping. Lots of overlapping. I mean, we're- Reperforming contest routines, but we're creating brand new routines, openers, finales. They've got company dances, class dances, um, senior routines featuring our seniors that are graduating every year. So the girls don't have a break. Like a lot of other sports that they do their season, then they have an off season. We don't have an off season. No, these kids go year round and they work so hard. They get excited for like, oh, we don't have to come to practice on Friday because we had a Thursday night game. One day off. Yeah, you get your one day. day. It's the rewards. But that kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier, and I guess we can sum that up. And especially from the beginning, I mean, there's a saying that you in HR, for example, where you hire for character and you train for skill. Yes. And you have to have a certain type of character to be able to withstand schedules such as this. Correct. You know, Mentality, and, yes. And, and please let me let me be clear. We're not trying to differentiate or say one group is better than another one because lots of groups keep this very same schedule mm-hmm. and do go year round and go pillar to post in the school year and come back before everybody. Let me be very clear about that. But we're talking about the drill team here in today's episode, so we're going to keep it drill team centric. Just the idea of being that conditioned and being that mentally conditioned and day in and day out, you know, you got to be there at 645 because if you're there at 646, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I completely get that. And, you know, skills based, I think just for the listeners benefit, sometimes people that try out for drill team or for dance, just because you have rhythm, like, like you, you put some, you put some, you know, I'm, I'm triggering all the ladies in the room, just because you might have rhythm, you might be able to dance and you're doing all the great TikTok dances yeah. and oh, yeah. having yeah. fun in your living room. That is not the same thing as being a trained dancer because that's what drill team makes you do you have to learn the absolute skills Mm -hmm. of being a dancer not just have natural rhythm and and naturally being able to go out on the dance floor and have fun like more is expected of you right yes and some people say well i've never had the classes but we also offer that through our programs we offer dance classes all through the high school to help them i've never danced before but i want to do this great join dance class but the great thing is goose creek started we've had eighth grade dance classes for five a little while years. now, but six, last year we started years. sixth through eighth grade dance. Absolutely. So even if your child has never had a day of dance at a private studio, sign them up for dance in sixth grade. They've got three years throughout their junior high classes that they can use that as an elective, as a PE or fine arts credit to get themselves ready if this is something they really want to do. And performance opportunities yes. at different shows and things because once they get that performance bug, if that's something that they really like love they're just gonna keep going for it which is like why we've for sure. done, started adding more performance opportunities for this for dance the classes. other dance classes so that you know these kids that do it for the first time and they're like oh, I really like that now maybe wow. I will be interested in trying out for drill team because they get to perform at all the football games and they get to do all these performances right. and sometimes it's just that little bit of a opportunity that gives a lot of kids I mean because we have a lot I mean I know speaking just for our Lee students like most of uh, most of them don't have any dance experience except for walking in the door right and you know we have a few kids that have gotten have some studio experience but for the most part they're coming in and we're like all right let's let's learn and that's another benefit of us starting our JV teams I think seven or eight years ago yep is that giving 
those students that aren't quite there yet an opportunity to get more performances, more training, um, and being a part of a team to learn um, what the commitment level would look like. And JV is so new in the dance world that people are like, but I just want to be varsity Varsity, this star, a celebrity, a dazzler. But we try to relate it that in JV, how many freshman football players are starting on varsity? How many freshman volleyball kids are starting? It's not. Same with musicians. They're not often in the top musical program as a freshman, unless they're just that previously trained natural talent kid. And so it's now the same with dance. It's just such a newer concept in dance. But our JV is where it's been amazing. And it's where they really get to ease into the high school because transition from junior high to high school is such a huge thing anyways. So by being on JV that first year, a lot of them really learn. They start to learn the roles and expectations and the guidelines. They get that extra attention, extra one-on-one time, not as much pressure, not as high intensity. And, as they have, and they're taking ownership of their like school and their spirit and like their teammates. And so then it makes them like invest a little bit more in right. yes. their school and their program. And you find it as they try out and they make varsity like the next year or whatever, they're still like a little bonded group that it's like they yeah. they get become like a little tight knit group in we their came own. Up, we came up together. Yes, and I love it. We, we came up together, so now you know now it's they're a big deal. They're so thankful for that time they had to bond and to really get to figure it all out before they had to go full force. And plus, if you don't make JV, you still have the option of staying in dance oh, class yeah. and, and still oh, yeah. learning and, that. So there's some built in and within schedules and within the, the programs. There's still some ways that we can still help get you there or they're just people they just dance and dance they just want to learn how to do it oh yeah and they're just having they're just having fun that's it so jv is like the stepping stone but our dance students like we can have them multiple years and we just become even a close-knit group because they've danced together um you know multiple years whether they started in high school or they started in the junior high uh dance classes so ultimately it's about making sure that they find their path and that they love their path that's what the ultimate I love that. Yes. success is. Yeah. And our dance class is a great place. Like we have kids that are athletes that are star athletes, but they love to dance. Yes. But again, possibly the dance team conflicts with their athletic program. But yeah. so they do dance for four years or they get to, we have kids that are theater that really want that musical theater background. So they're in dance working at our musicians that want to really work that rhythm. So like yeah. our dance program offers a whole nother way to get kids that still love dance, but don't want the time commitment or have something else they're super passionate about. Right. We can share them all the ways. Cause everything in the arts just works together anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. It, it all works together anyway. And we want to allow our students. I mean, only thing I can speak for is, is, is our district is we allow students as many options as possible oh, yeah. to, yes, part, to sure. partake in as much as possible. possible. You don't have to choose. One doesn't have to be any, isn't better than the other. Yes. I mean, everyone just has equal opportunities to be a part of everything. Oh yeah. I feel like proud of my kiddos that march, like walk off the field from halftime, grab their instruments and head out and they're in the marching band. I'm like, yeah. you see, that's my kid out there. Absolutely. I feel like a proud mama when yeah. I watch them out there. Cause that means they've done drill team practice and band practice and they're out there having to do like double duty and I, I feel right. like really excited for them. Well, like, I mean, I well, just listeners, think about this. Our last episode, uh, if you're listening to this, this is episode number three. So on episode number two, we talked to the marching band directors and they talked about how they practice after school. Mm-hmm. So, so let me put this whole picture together <laughs> for you. If you have a young person that's on drill team and in the marching band, they had they practiced at 645 mm-hmm. and all these ladies in this room are very hardcore. You're not going to be late. <laughs> you should see these faces that are looking back at me at the idea about somebody being late. Go throughout your whole school day, then 
in the afternoon, immediately you flip the switch and now you're in marching band mode, learning mm-hmm. everything that we talked about in the previous episode. That is a lot of work. We've, we've also had a student, former students in, choir, well, currently choir, also mm-hmm. an orchestra cross student. Country. Cross country. What about football? Kids. Let's talk about football <laughs> for a second. I have seen many schools, like at varsity games, at varsity games, it's halftime. They take their helmet off and they might take their shoulder pads off right there. And somebody's there handing them an instrument and they head out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it happens across. I don't even know how that schedule works, but it's it's, it's all kind of crazy. But I'm glad you talked about the camaraderie that the the girls and young men build in JV and and dancing anything. Because something that you really see that's very evident, and I think there's, there's just so much emphasis put on it, in drill team is that sisterhood or that yes. com- or that camaraderie, yeah. the family. family. Yeah, that that family aspect mm-hmm. and truly being selfless, truly being a part of the team. And again, we're we're not we're not saying anything different about anyone else, but it's just so evident in the, in that oh, drill yeah. team down For to sure. it, down to the smallest detail because yes. details yep. matter. Everybody's got the same this. Everybody's got the same that. Everybody has the same seat. Everybody has the same belt. bag. How you tie your belt? <laughs> you know, it's it's somewhat militaristic. You know, for people that mm-hmm. that have been mm-hmm. in the military, hey, you got your uniform has to be under these certain types of regs, so on and so forth. It works the same way. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. Talk to the listeners a little bit about building that sisterhood or building that way where how you do that by design because you don't just throw the kids all together and just say, okay, learn to be a team, learn to get along, learn to learn to put this group above yourself. Like talk a little bit about that process. I think for us, I think we have a unique situation because we actually are sisters and we are on the team together. Imagine that. (laughs) So, Oh, by the way, quick plug for the, uh, for the, twin drill team directors at GCM. They are both former Houston Texans cheerleaders <laughs> and former uh, members of the Sterling Stars drill team. That's right. Class of uh, we, we, one of them was Colonel and one of them wasn't. I'm not going to start any. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to start anything. I'm not trying to start anything, but I'm trying to start a little bit. Now let's just say that Lori was a gander. So and I yes. was a gander. Wow. Okay. So we got full coverage here. Yes. So there so three me, of the four all, of us are Goose Creek Giants. Yes. Like and we were that, born and raised great? here. And we're back working and teaching here. And, and that's something and we we're very, very yes. proud of. They just adopted me into the fam. That's it. And I have to say, that's something we're very, very proud of, is we have so many Goose Creek products teaching and doing an amazing job. Phenomenal Lori's job. Lori's assistant was my... Uh, I was on my team and then and Alice's assistant, assistant was on theirs yes and my <laughs> current assistant is was a dazzler yeah. so we're just keeping it in the family yeah. we're just completing this little game of six degrees of separation yeah. it's just <laughs> Kevin Bacon's gonna come into here some in place some sort of way yes so sisterhood t- talk a little bit about that or so with that we kind of encompass like what it feels like to be a team member but also that you know we yes we are literally sisters and twins but you know if she ever needs help with something if she is she's my teammate I'm gonna have her back no matter what if that's going over a routine if if I need to remind her hey don't forget your palms little details things that um, I think students take for granted of yes we're living the digital world but sometimes you know you become you you build relationships by being 
building those moments and knowing, having those conversations and just knowing that um, I'm here for you for grades. I'm here for you. I know what it feels like as being a senior. Now you're a freshman, like you're, those kind of things. I've been through the ropes of things and I'm, I'm here to help you. And, you know, you're always there looking out for one another. It's never just about me. It's never, it's all about the team. It's all about what can we do all together? How can we work together? Uh, let's go, what's going to benefit the team? It's all for a positive. And we always make sure that, you know, we build that relationship um, between the kids and the kids love the, the students love to have we have a big and little sis mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. each other out That's you know oh, yeah. if you're new to the team to okay this is what we do and this is how that and sometimes it's like information overload for those freshmen or for the or for the newbies on the team but that's okay because we have those veterans to help step up and be that uh, leader for them and to kind of help guide them through the ropes of things yeah and big and little is like a big a, is huge a big thing. part of that a part big part of that because like, you know, I'll have a girl come in and be like, I don't know how to tie my hat. I'm like, well, why, why aren't you asking your big sis? Like, that's what they're here for. Like, go ask them. And they're like, oh yeah. And so it's like (laughs) making that like evident in like everything, like every morning, like if we go out to the track and or we're out on the field, I always make them run their lap together with their sister and be like, talk about your day just to start building that relationship and let Mm -hmm. them kind of have these like moments where they're talking. Um, and something as simple as just having a conversation as you run one lap around the track is something that where that kid is, again, making connections and building a relationship. Um, you know, on bus rides, I'll be like, all right, ride with your big and littles, ride together. And y'all, you know, because we want, especially the new members, because it can be so overwhelming, like they said, yeah. to not feel like they're lost in the crowd. You know, I mean, if you have a new person and they're coming from, I mean, say a junior high that because they're coming to one of our academies, maybe they went to Highlands or EF Green and they don't know a single person on our side of town. And now they have now they have a person that they can go to and talk to. Or if a girl gets sick or has an emergency sister, go check because that's what you're here for. And we're, I mean, the same as like a regular family, they don't always get along. I mean, we are dealing with like a whole bunch of girls (laughs) and teenagers that always have issues and you're always putting out fires. But, you know, I always just tell them, I said, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do drama and we're not going to do this thing because in the end, y'all are all in this together. So we need to figure it out just like a regular family. And I'll even tell them, take a day and let's like all like just take a second and then we'll come back to it just like you would in like a regular family dynamic because build because that goes to building trust you know having someone that you can trust and in the education system we often say that every child needs to have at least one trusted adult on on the campus that they can go to if something is wrong or if they need anything and to have that level of support system but having that built-in support system of a peer yeah, is not it, it's unparalleled. They'll, they'll go to the peer before they'll go to an adult. Absolutely, like there's an old saying. I think it was on a Hard Knocks episode a long time ago. I think Reggie, Reggie Bush mentioned yeah. this. It was he was talking. He was on the Dolphins, and they were saying like, "Hey, the coaches can tell you something, and you may or may not listen. But if one of your teammates tells you, you're more apt to think about it." And he likened it to, "Well, if your mom and dad tell you to yeah, do something, right. you may or may not do that. But if your brother that you look up to, or your cousin, or your friend is like, hey you're messing up for some reason they could say the exact same thing to you and, and you're willing to you're willing to process mm-hmm. that and and that support system is such a huge thing especially for teenagers because they go through so much and we can't diminish what they go through and the ups yes. and downs and the lefts and rights of being a teenager these days having another peer that can keep them on the right track is yeah. so mm-hmm. essential 
And it gives that peer a leadership opportunity. So just to kind of clarify, our big sisters are our old members. They've had a year of a team, a year or more on the team of experience. And our littles are our newbies, our rookies. Um, so we pair them up that way. So even if those kids don't have a title, they didn't get an officer role, et cetera, they still have leadership and ability to influence someone. And I think with the family as well, not only do you have that sister pairing, but you have companies or squads yeah. that are your yeah. officers officer. are over. And then there's officers. So they each have a larger group of kids. And then we do things like line captains, which are seniors that are in charge of the locker room, and they get to help out. So there's so many ways for kids to chain of command and look to each other and help and work and go to someone. And then we try to, and coming out of my mouth, this is the hardest, but it's also just taking those moments to have fun, to laugh, to take a game every once in a while, to build that atmosphere of just sometimes relax and team bond and teamwork. So it's whether it's social function and events that we get to do the fun things, a car wash while they're fundraising, but they're still all having a great time bonding outside. Whether we do like our banquets at the end of the year, we do lock-ins and fun other dinner nights and different things that we do to build, make the fun that equals out the work. But it's ma- it's teaching the life lessons and using everything that we do, finding a way to relate it in their home life and their personal life and their school life and knowing it's the same, it's just dance this time. Yeah. But it's the same lessons that we are teaching you because while we can teach you to dance all day, it's about the person and the people that we create and the character that you build in this organization that's gonna take you so far in life. So many of them will not continue dancing after high school, some will, but right. it's it's the life lessons that they're gonna learn, that they're gonna take with them that's gonna make all the difference in the world. And I'm glad you said something about character because some a big part of drill team or that sisterhood that bonding is of course there's rules and regulations what you do yes, when you're yes. when you're dancing when you're at a game when you do this but there's such high expectations for them outside yes. of school outside of a football game we always or, right. or say so much so much maybe when you don't have your hat and boots on yeah I think I think what we try and always stress to the team and also even more so like our senior class, every senior class, you know, we always tell them um, no matter what the, what, where you are on the team, whether you're a freshman, you're a sophomore, you're a junior, a senior, what legacy do you want to leave behind? And especially yeah. for that senior class, what do you want to be remembered for? Because every right. senior class is going to be remembered for something. Are you going to be the senior class that knew every eight count? And it didn't matter what your role was on the team, that everybody knew that they could come to you. And then we also tell the team in general, like, Yes, again, we live in a digital world, but you need to live in the moment. You need to soak in all those moments, whether it's at the football game, whether it's at the parade, whether it's at contests, whether it's at spring show, you know, hold on to those moments because your four years goes by fast. And sometimes, you know, it's in a blink of an eye and, um, and, but those are the moments that you're going to cherish for the rest of your life. You're not going to, you're not going to remember all those hard, sweaty practices, but you're going to remember that funny thing that happened or this, this funny incident or this, you know, spring show dance or like whatever it's like those are that feeling when you nailed it yeah Yeah. like oh oh my god we were so good on this particular this was my favorite dance because uh maybe i might not have did great on any other performance but this one just hit and everyone was perfect those Mm -hmm. because you don't remember what people say you remember how you feel in those moments and i'm glad you mentioned something about being in the moment because given the semi-permanence of the internet these Mm -hmm. days you know i I know everyone in this room goes out of their way to counsel young ladies and and young gentlemen Mm -hmm. um about you know how to behave and and how to what to put on social media and not put on social media what to video and what not to video um everyone that's uh uh, that was born in the 80s or before some of us are happy there was no social media (laughs) or anything like that back in those days but now i mean at any point 
anyone can find anything on the yes. internet in the dark corners of Absolutely. the internet of something embarrassing you might have done. And I know everyone goes out of their way to kind of counsel people like, hey, still be you. You, you leave that room for individuality. So uh, the young mm -hmm. person can be a complete and total individual, but also not make mistakes that may follow them. You know, they're 40 years old applying for a job and then somebody's showing them a video of something. Yeah. Oh, yes. Not so intelligent mm -hmm. that they may have done in when they were 17 or 18. So I know everyone in here does that with those outside expectations. Mm -hmm. and, and, oh, yeah. and that's we, a great thing to see. We try to like make them understand that, you know, whatever they plan to do after high school, the things that they do now can greatly, if, you know, affect that, like even between the positives and the negatives. So, you know, we do have guidelines in our constitution that talks about social media and talks about um, the way that we want it to be kind of handled. But I also, also, I like to kind of make a spin on it. I'm like, maybe we can be the, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Little Gandhi. Yes. We always quote. There you go. We preach. might owe somebody like, 10 bucks after saying that. We'll, hey. I don't know. We'll but I'm saying we like, why aren't, why aren't we like, I've been really trying to push the girls to like promote the football games and like mm -hmm. promote positivity. And it's not just about me telling them what they can't, do it's more about like if you do this and other people start seeing the positive aspects of mm -hmm. of of school spirit and school activities and things i'm always constantly like share out anything that you see because the more that we share in the positive maybe we can be the change that these kids see okay maybe i will want to go to that sat prep night because mm -hmm. somebody yeah. shared it, it like yeah. or right. some sort of like something that you know it's not all it doesn't always have to be a negative connotation of like sure. don't do this don't do that well okay why don't you do this instead yeah. like Correct. share out the good things and promote your team and promote your teammates and promote your school because that is the really what social media is i think yeah. is supposed yeah, to be always, about and and that change completely as as people just because yes. just like athletics and just like other things, the fine arts are reasons why a lot of our kids come to school. Oh, absolutely. Like that's their motivation. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. their quote unquote thing to lose. Mm -hmm. And if people can get clicked into uh, some of the arts, because you can do the arts forever. You can you can enjoy yes. these things for the rest of your life and and recall those life lessons. I mean, it's, it's just a, one of the very best parts about being involved in the fine arts in my opinion oh, definitely yeah. it's a, w a great way to showcase being a role model not only for at such a young age and carry that throughout your life to to know that wow i made i truly made an impact at such a young age and i'm going to continue it as i get older and and seeing those like how we mentioned about the our clinic kids knowing those uh young clinic kids can look up to them and knowing yeah. like how, how we said earlier they're always watching they're looking up to you and they want to be you so make sure that you're showing everything of what it takes to be that to and encompass we, that we mm -hmm. always preach to be the example not the exception and they're not yes. only representing there themselves they're representing their team they're representing their campus their school their district but they're also representing especially with my program it's over 55 plus years old they're representing this tradition and legacy all these people that came before them that know what it means to be a sterling star and it's it's the same way with all the programs yeah. like the alumni are constantly watching and looking and so you're not just representing yourself there's already a legacy that's built there's traditions that are built and you are to carry those forward and to continue to push those to new heights and new levels as we grow yeah because that's a testament to consistency mm -hmm. you know all of your programs there's you don't establish that tradition without consistency yes. and and it's not just about trophies yes. it, it's about mm -hmm. th this is the standard this is the culture 
Correct. Uh, that we've created. Absolutely. And taking painstaking detail to create said culture and maintain said culture. And sometimes making difficult decisions to mm -hmm. make sure that that culture is not sacrificed at the altar of any one person's or one group yes. of people's pride or or anything like that. Just to make sure that we can maintain that high standard and doing doing what's right. Even, sure. when, it, even when it's not popular. A high standard that is achievable. It yeah. is achievable for anyone. And, and it takes hard, it does take hard work, but it, it is a, a dedication that's true. And that's, like I said, it's a memorable, you'll never forget these, these memorable moments that we do year long. Awesome. So speaking of things that we'll never forget, now now we're going to get in y'all's business a little bit, <laughs> uh, but not but not too deep. So we're going to ask our drill team directors uh, a couple very light, very softball personal questions. <laughs> So going around the room, in your opinion, what's the best and or most fulfilling thing about being a drill team director? Do you want me to go first? Sure. Um, stick with, so we'll just stick with the stick program, Miss Henderson. Stick Henrickson. with the plan. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, this is going to be my, I'm in my 22nd year at Lee and I started the program. So I think for me. So you started in 1980. No. No, 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 I'm getting yeah. dirty looks, guys. I'm getting dirty looks. But I graduated <laughs> and she came and started teaching yeah. dance the very next year. Yes. There you go. So like, I guess for me, the most fulfilling thing is seeing um, a program that for some crazy reason someone thought me coming out of college was a great idea to start this program. Like, I'm not really sure what Irma Bundage and David Hall were thinking, but they said, okay, let's give it to this girl. I think seeing like, I mean, especially like at spring show last year when it was our 20th anniversary is just seeing like alumni come back and realizing that like the hard work that I've put in and the time and the energy, and that's not just about me, but it's also the kids and all of the things that I guess the most fulfilling thing is just seeing the the fruits of the labor to really like benefit the kids and like seeing a lot of alumni come back and them feeling really yeah. proud of it like things that we do especially at spring show when it's like you know the same finale dance that we've done since the very first year that we had a spring show like they'll come out with like tears in their eyes and they're like I just love that so much and I'm like okay well that's what it's all about like they feel yeah. like well they have that flashback and they have that when ownership. they hear it, it, it bring that's one of the yeah. things that music and does I, yeah. it brings you back to that moment when you were on the stage yeah and and it's not all like you know beautiful and wonderful every single day but like you know, if you don't do something you love, like you shouldn't be doing it. So like I, I've never even on the good on the, the great days. Yes. And on the bad days, it's like I wouldn't do anything different. Awesome. What about you, Miss Alexander? It's both. It's the simple things. It's watching a kid work really hard and finally accomplish that skill, seeing the light bulb moments happen, mm -hmm. seeing her get the trick she's working on or make the routine for the first time or those little, the first time they put on the hats and boots is so like oh, just fun. exciting yeah. to see. But so the little moments of that in the day to day of watching them work hard for their goals and those things are accomplished. But then also it's just watching the life lessons. You see kids. I've taught kids for five years here now from teaching them in eighth grade to graduating them through my program and watching them grow and change and the people yeah. that they become and then getting to continue. I'm in my 18th year as a director. So seeing kids now that I taught now having babies and getting married and starting careers and still getting to stay in touch with their life and them come back and saying, just like Alice said, the things you taught me, I still use that day to day, the lessons that we learned on drill team, it just makes a difference and they'll always yeah. cherish those moments and values. And so it's just, it's making a difference and building those bonds with those kids that yeah. are lifelong. 
Uh, definitely. Actually, today, um, one of our former uh, Dazzlers, uh, she's a sub there on campus, and she came in, and she walked in, and uh, like I'm saying, like today was my uh, another moment that happens, and it was just neat to give her a hug and be like, where, where are you at now? Like, where, And she's going to graduate, you know, in the fall. And so it's just neat to see them grow day in, day out, and, and see their hard work, not only, not only in the morning, not only in after school practice, not only at game days, but just the progression and to mm -hmm. see the dedication, not only in their eyes, but in their heart, it just makes it so much worthwhile. And, you know, at the end of the day, to know that you're impacting their life, but they're also impacting yours. Mm -hmm. It's those moments that, you know, that you live for, not only as a director, but I think as just an educator and all, because that's what you, yeah. as an educator, that's what you, that's what it's, it's all about seeing those kids learn something and then also make it their own. What, what are they going to use that skill for, for the rest of their life? Where are they going to go from here on out? And they teach us things too, like oh, she yes. said, for yes. sure. We learn a lot from them over the years. Lingo. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Keep like, what does that, that mean? Date? But, but not just that. Date. Not just that. Like this is this is important. A lot of people think teachers is just a one way thing. Oh, As adults, no. we're no, delivering the kids. Absolutely not. Kids oh, no. teach so much us two to three times as much as we've yeah. ever taught okay. them, and mm -hmm. it, and it's that's why education is such an honorable profession because if you're open to that you learn so much and just like we talked about their sisterhood they're like family to us like we oh, graduate yeah. with kids they're their tears and eyes yeah. it is so yeah. hard to let some of them like when it's they like, leave because graduating what are you sure yeah. <laughs> they you spent the last four years with them they really are a second family like we all we're, have our own kids but those yeah. are our kids too. we're with them more than we're with, with our, our own, own family yeah, most absolutely of the time. <laughs> so absolutely well i mean all of it is legacy like we tell mm -hmm. i know i tell teachers quite often it's like you need to understand that these children will never forget you yes. ever. So it's mm -hmm. up to you how you want to be remembered. Absolutely. You know, or, or what tone of voice they talk about you. And it's like, oh, man, I'll never forget Miss Alexander. Or, man, I'll tell you what, I'm never going to forget Miss Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know or, or, or vice versa. I mean, that type of legacy is so, yeah. so important. And we have that day in and day out. Absolutely. So speaking of legacy, speaking of that, last question. So we talked about the best thing. So what's the absolute, not the absolute worst, but what is one of the worst things that you feel comfortable sharing here on the Arts Effect podcast? What's one of the worst things about being a drill team director? Um, for me, it's uh, when I've, lo I've lost two students in my like 20 years. So those are tough moments. Yeah. One was a girl on my JV and one was a varsity member that like had graduated, but those are Still. tough moments because you... Yeah. feel very invested and then you have to try to pick up the pieces with your teammates and with their teammates and that's that's the worst because yeah. of because of how much you invest in them yeah sure yes. and you invest in their families and you invest in their lives and you have to try yeah. to keep it all like looking great but then you have to there's real relationships there's real there. re i mean yes. it's real yeah. it's real <laughs> Like, like when you do it right, you really care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, unfortunately, so. there are educators out there that don't care, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we don't have any of but. those there in Goose, here in Goose Creek. Mm -hmm. um, but when you really do it right and you really care, I mean, it just, it just rocks you to your core. Yeah. 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 
I mean, I guess the hardest part for me is the sacrifice our personal families have to make. Like, yes, we give so much to this program that at times our own families have to take a back seat and step behind. And that's hard. That's hard to live. That's hard to do, especially when you're raising little kids. I have two little girls. They love to be there with me and they come and they're a part of this family as well a lot. But sometimes they do have to sacrifice. Mommy's not there. Somebody else has to take care of them, put them to bed, pick them up to help. So it's a give and take for this we're giving to these kids, but our personal families have to sacrifice for that. And that's hard sometimes. And by the way, one of Lori's daughters needs to be bribed with milkshakes. I just, I've, I've, learned, I've learned that from personal experience. Mr. LeVan had to foot the bill for a milkshake one time to make okay. sure that everything kind of calmed down a little bit. Yes. All was well. So. All was well. All was well. I would say kind of like the same thing that you're saying. It's kind of, um, it's a, a lot of time commitment of things. Yes. You want to make sure everything is where it needs to be. And, and with the family thing, you kind of have to make sure to know how to juggle that with me being a, a new mom. I, my son's only two now, so he's, he's still little. So I'm learning of those things. And then knowing that, Hey, mommy's not going to be there. She has a game on Friday, you know, so, so daddy's going to pick up and do all that. And he go, does that role and everything, especially our, my, our family, our, my immediate family, my mom, dad, and my, my, um, my father and mother-in-law, they do a lot for us. So it, it takes a little bit of knowing how to move that. And But ultimately, again, it's our job, it's our commitment, and we want to give everything that we have. So we want to make sure that that our students are literally like pretty much our family. Our, like yeah, they are yeah. our extended family. And not yeah. only that, not only I would not only say just the kids, but even the parents and, mm-hmm. and parents and guardians, they're, they're always there. They're there if we, if we ever need anything. And, and that for me, and I think for all of us, we can, that means a lot because they, I think know that we're giving all this time and all this energy and they appreciate the things that we do yes. behind the scenes, whether it's there at practice or after school or before and all those things, um, if they if we need help with anything i think that's the amazing thing we just all encompass to be a true family we have amazing parental support like for our like our yeah. team's yeah. parents too there we couldn't do it without them either oh, it's no. a yes. gigantic united effort and i feel like brady's like grown up like yes. in the drill team world i mean i was bringing him in and he was like in his little carrier like i mean so like he's gone on trips with us yeah. so those are some benefits it's like but like the girls are like they like always talk to him and stuff. So he's like part of the uh, part of the crew, even yes. if he's embarrassed oh, as yeah. seventh yes. grader yeah, at son. this point. But just kind of bouncing off the, they do become. Our kids like, love being there. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. It's like yeah. becomes like it's like a positive and a, a yeah. little bit on the negative side. You're like I'm giving up so much time, but the kids actually invest in our kids. Like for sure. Like yeah. like for me, like with my my oldest, he's uh, he's five, so he's I'm a kindergarten. I know I now know what it is to be a parent and a teacher at the same time. I have two hats, right? Um, but um, they, a lot of the, the girls, they, they, they had, had a baby shower for me. You know what I mean? Like, so they know what it's like. Uh, he's in school now. Oh, my gosh. It's already been five years. Yeah. And um, it's just, in a way, like, time. That's why I say, like, you got you to gotta hold on to time because it's very precious. But the team that we have, we, we love them. And so time, even though we're giving up, our own time from our family it's to the benefit yeah we have a passion for what we do we love what we do we love our team definitely even though we're at work we're with people that we love and so our job does not feel like like we have jobs we love it doesn't feel like work 
yeah. when you go. I mean, well, I mean, people wrap their mind around coaches' kids pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You right. know, you, like it's the same. I remember when I was a band director a million years ago. Uh, there was one of the football coaches, and and ironically, this young man is now a coach at that school. <laughs> but if he was there, he'd love to play catch. He had a football, and it doesn't matter if you were male and you were within twenty yards <laughs> of him. That football was coming at you, whether you wanted it or not, because he you were you were yeah. playing. But it's the same thing for band directors. The same thing for drill team directors. Mm-hmm. All of us that are in that Friday Night Lights experience, we got to tote the kids with us, and they're just they're a, a very real part, part of, of that too. For uh, sure. So that way we can get those stolen moments. Hey, we, we're not giving up so much time and, and make those memories with them. And of course, as right. they get older, it makes it a little bit easier. But yeah. I mean, but sometimes you know, I I remember being at a football game and Brady's like running all over the stands, and I'm like trying to watch them, but I'm like being mom, like where's he going? Like yeah, mine will be here tomorrow like, night. They're so excited, they can't wait. They pick out their very outfits. Like, yeah, or you end up with go. other people's kids. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you, you know, like some of those man boosters or or, or drill team boosters or, yeah. or, or whatever. Any, any of those too. boosters, like they they get your kids and you get their kids. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, I'm sure there's some drill team mom and dads that you have, and there's there's little ones. Yeah. And before you know it, they're suction cup to you before you realize <laughs> they're what's learning going all the on. stand routines and they're yeah. doing all the dances. Right. You look up and <laughs> and, there and they, they are. And they're doing the same palming contagions yeah, that everyone yeah. else is doing. Oh, so I say, hey, I learned another one. Look at you go. I learned another one. <laughs> Live and educated here on the Arts Effect Podcast. Yes, well, sir. guys, that's our time. We appreciate you ladies for coming out. And uh, we wish you guys an amazing season. And we can't wait to have you back here on the podcast. Thank so, you so much. Guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we will see you on the very next episode.